Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister. I'm Rosemary McCabe and she's Beatrice McCabe. And we're here to talk about Easter. But before we get started, a little reminder that for the month of March, all of our new patrons will pay $5 for the privilege of getting an extra episode every Friday and access to our back catalogue of over 35 exclusive Patreon episodes. And we will match their pledge and donate a total of $10 to Ukraine. So you sign up at patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, pay $5 and $10 will go towards Ukraine. So that is your little, our little charitable effort for the month. Beatrice, how are you today? So good, Rosemary. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm good. We had, we didn't ask each other how we were this morning. Well, you actually said, are you all right? Oh, no, no. You weren't talking to me. You were talking to Bo. <laughs> I was talking to Bo. Okay. I, are you feeling okay? And I was you like, looked very yeah. scared when you came in the door as I gave the dog a mighty kick out the door. And you didn't, you looked like you had already decided I was in a bad mood, which then promptly put me in a bad mood. Oh. Well, That's how it works. You were being mean to the dog. Frightened me. The dog had just taken an entire eight ounce slab of Kerrygold and was licking it down the back of the couch. Not only was licking it, had stolen it, but was had put it down the back of the oh. velvet couch and was... The velvet couch? Yes, and was smudging oh. it down the back of the velvet couch and licking on it. Licking on yeah, it? Yeah, and literally the kids this? are all like... The, the dog oh, yeah. obviously grabs it off the counter, stands up like a human, grabs it off the counter, <laughs> brings it into the sitting room and then makes slurpy licking noises. And none of them move, listen, acknowledge, notice. This is why... Oh my God, look at that cardinal. Is that the bald cardinal? He does look weirdly, weirdly bald. Look at his little bald head. Where? He's he's on the ground now, look. Oh yeah, yeah, he's beyond the Oh my God, what him. happened? His head looks like somebody took a I, razor to him. He looks like a tonsils. He's the monk. Oh my God, he's so angry looking. Just goes to show, a bad haircut really makes all the difference. He's desperate. He's really nasty. Look, they're all gone look now. He's chased them all off. 
Well, you would. You'd run. You didn't even need to chase them. I'd see that coming and I'd run. That's actually, why you should... Actually, isn't the cardinal also... Isn't, aren't there cardinals in the church also? Yes. It's very appropriate for today's episodes. I said, it looks like a monk. Car- look, look at us. Look religious. at how religious we are. We're so on theme. It's, But I mean, also, Rosemary, it's our Irish background. I find that, you know, especially... No, actually, I think I, I was shocked when I moved to America how religious people are. I was reading a some article somewhere, sorry for the specificity, about um, people who moved to Ireland and how they, people who moved to America and how they made, you know, how they got on making friends. And somebody said, I found it really hard. I moved to Dallas and everybody there makes friends through their church and I'm not religious enough to go to mass, like to go to, to join a church. You know, to be, it's, it's one thing to go to mass, another thing to become like part of this church community. Yeah. And so, but it is true. And I remember when I lived in Dallas, I met a girl and I was chatting away to her and I said, she was also not from Dallas. And I said, like, where did you, you know, how did you meet this gang of friends? She was, oh, all through the church. And I was, and I thought she was joking. So I started laughing, right? But, oh God, I know. Yeah. And then I realized. Now, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, now I realize that that is just, it's such a huge community thing. Yeah. It isn't like yeah. I'm going to mass and I'm meeting people in my mass. It's more like I, I go there for my church, my school, my everything. And I was surprised as well. One of the people that I got to know in Dallas also told me, you know, she was like, oh, I tithe X amount of my salary every month to my church. That's something that I never knew was a thing until I started reading the Refinery29 Money Diaries. Now, I knew that they tithed in the Mormon church, but I didn't realize that they do it in in Christian churches as well. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad we never had to do that in Ireland. Oh, well, Although it wouldn't not, have been our money, it would have been mum and dad. I By the time we su- became adults, we weren't going to I church. I was just surprised that it's such a thing. I mean, I suppose there's a there's probably an, an expectation that you already know all this, but not being American. You don't know these. You know, I bet you if I was to say to Don, I was surprised by this, he'd be like, oh, yeah, everybody does that. Oh, yeah, good point. I was thinking of what was that show that I used to watch on Netflix about the mega church? I think it's called Greenleaf. Yeah, Greenleaf. Yeah. And... That was a big thing there that they'd be like preaching and talking about give generously today to your church, blah, blah, blah. And it all went to the church, but like ostensibly to the family who owned the church, whereas in Ireland, the church is obviously the Catholic church. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like that's a big difference that I didn't understand. Actually, you know, I am in these two moms groups on Facebook. I've talked to you about this before, haven't I? Like one of them is called Fort Wayne Moms and one of them is called Fort Wayne Moms and then in brackets, the cool group, not the group with the 10,000 rules. But I like that you're hedging your bets and staying in both. Staying in both, yeah, (laughs) because I'm... Cool adjacent, I like to think, but not quite cool. cool <laughs> but anyway. Does that, is that when you're sitting next to me? Yes, Beatrice. But anyway, they frequently have posts from people going, does anybody have a recommendation of a church? I've just moved to the city or I've moved to this area. And then they'll have a list of things they want from their church. And like you said, when I first saw this, I was really surprised. I was like, what do you mean? Just go to mass. But it's like, I want like a good, you know, kids group. I like, I want something that has activities on Saturdays. I want something that has, you know, a nice Bible reading group during the week and like all these different things where they go to the church more than once a week. Once a week was enough for me. Oh yeah. No, they go many times, but it isn't always. Yeah. It's a lot of it is like meetups, activities. Yeah. It's like going to the YMCA or like to the local community centre, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's, I mean... I don't think I could fake it. That's the problem. Well, I mean, you don't have Those... to. I don't think you have to fake it. I think it's more like I think you can happily go and just don't go to mass on Sunday. Oh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them are very gaudy. Well, I mean, religion is very is very visible here in a way that yeah, and it's very much part of people's how they identify and very much part of like, but publicly identify. Whereas I, mm-hmm. I think in Ireland when I was living there, like I don't want to, you know, maybe things have changed. I don't think so, but. Like it was something that you, and maybe part of it was because we were all kind of, you know, 99% Catholic. So you just, 
like you were born into it and you just got on with it. You went once a week and it just was what it was. It was the entire culture of the country versus a differentiator between mm-hmm. people. But also it wasn't really how I identified myself. It was more something that had been told to me about yeah. myself that I yeah. had been forced to do versus something that I like I'm a Democrat or I'm a progressive yeah. like things that I use to describe how I behave and how I see myself like that was more like oh yeah I'm this but not really yeah it didn't feel like like an autonomous choice that said something about you whereas it like definitely does here yeah. when I was on Tinder and then when I was on Bumble BFF I would say 80% like a really high percentage of people would put like God first or Jesus and a cross emoji or like Christian or whatever like their religion was in their profile mm-hmm. and on Instagram yeah we are 100% on Instagram whereas like and also I, I was at an I was at an event the other day and it was talking about opportunities for women and girls in Fort Wayne it was actually very interesting run by the Fort Wayne Women's Fund and there was a panel of teenage girls who had been part of the study that they did on women and girls and they were then speaking and one of them at one point said, God didn't put us on this earth to please other people. And it struck me as well that you don't hear people talking about God in the same way in Ireland, like maybe at a wedding. Do you know what I mean? Somebody might mention and like, you know, please God or, you know, like, m- like, may God bless them kind of thing. But you don't hear people talking about God so much as like, God put me where I am, especially in like talks and stuff. Now, I mean, I know that was a teenager, so it's, so it's a different example too, but it just yeah doesn't happen. Yeah, but also part of it might, might also be how like the privacy, it's just a different, it's culturally very different. You know, I think like religion, yeah. is, if you are very religious, it's a more private observation. Like, Personal it's thing, to do with yeah. you and like your own relationship with God versus kind of entwining it with your work and your day-to-day living. You know, I mean, you might live it. But but it's not something that you use in conversation as much. But maybe that's also like maybe it is good to be able to express it. And like if it is a huge part of your life to be able to talk about it and, and speak to it that way. Yeah, I mean, true. Yeah. I mean, and like from all from these groups that I'm in, it has made me go. It would be so much easier to live here and to make friends and to have a community if I was religious. Like it would be amazing, even, I think. But even apart from the I actually would like to go back to that sentence in a second. God didn't put me here to be nice to other people. Did they not? Did he not? No. She um, not? Sorry, it wasn't that. It was like, God didn't put me here to do what other people want me to do, basically. No. You know, to, like to to live my life as as other people tell me to, kind of thing. Okay, I don't want to oversimplify, but I also think that I often think, especially now, I'm 43, suddenly seeing, I mean, it's also the pandemic, but seeing a lot of loss, you know, seeing mm-hmm. in my friends of this age, a lot of people getting ill, not of my age, but like their parents' generation, you yeah. know, whereas kind of in my 20s and 30s that wasn't such a consideration it happened to some people but it was rare it was rare yeah whereas now it like really seems to be that age where you know all these things come to the fore and are real considerations whereas for all of us like a lot more conversations about well I mean the pandemic definitely put a focus on these things too like Mm -hmm. what should what would we do if this happened what what if that how do you take care of yourself like what about this person who's not well etc and you know I not to oversimplify because I'm sure that there is a soul searching or you know a com- I don't even mean a time commitment but a commitment that comes with being religious and I I, I but on the other hand I do think that it, there would be a benefit to really believing that there's something that happens after you die that there's some there, oh, that there's 100%. a reason for all of this I just read a great book given to me by my mentor Margaret Heffernan no Mary Pierce oh my English teacher ex-English teacher and I was actually thinking what has it been like 25 years since I was in school I'm ancient but anyway, the book was called, I actually took a picture of it. The book was called Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan. 
Uh, and it was a pretty short read, but it was so beautiful, so beautifully written. Like it made me, it put me in mind of like Hemingway, Seamus Heaney kind of hybrid, like very spare, no surfeit of, you know, very emotional. But it was set in 1984, I think, in Ireland. And so I would have been six, but it, like it was felt very, it felt very old fashioned and yet very familiar at the same time, mm. if you know what I mean. I was kind of going, could this really be 1984? And it could, I think, somewhere in the countryside in Ireland. And it was about the influence. Well, it wasn't really. It was about one man's life and one man and his family. And he was, he worked in a coal field. Sorry, I'm probably doing this no justice. Coal mine? No, no, no. He was like the coal provider for the local town, for the little local town, you know. Okay. It was set at Christmas time and it was just a lot of his own reflections on life and on what was happening. And then there was there was a, a laundry, a Magdalene laundry in the town. Very short, very powerful, like very, very powerful. But at one point he goes, like, what's it all about? And I actually took a picture of the page to send to mom. Like, what's it all about? You know, and I think that having that confidence or that true belief in religion must be very reassuring. Yeah. You know, it is. I mean, it's called the opioid, the opium of the masses for a reason, you know, that mm -hmm. religion does allow a sense of security. And I mean, I wasn't meaning that it's like actually like brainwashing. I just more mean yeah, that if you had oh, a true no, personal course. relationship with religion, there would be. A great comfort in it must, that. It must be so comforting. It must be so, like, not to say that if you're religious, you don't fear death or you don't, you're yeah, not afraid you're, of these or things. Or you don't have any doubt. I'm sure it's, I'm sure there's plenty of doubt. Of course, but there, but it must also provide such a kind of a nice, warm cushion to all of these things. You're still afraid. You're still worried. You're still sad. You're still, but you, st but you have this belief that, you know, everything is for this purpose or that people are going to a better place, like this kind of thing. I would love to believe that. Yeah, like, I don't I want to sound naive, but I think all my life I just assumed that everybody didn't really believe, you know? Oh, yeah. Because I don't really, but like, I don't believe. And all my life I didn't really believe. And I just assumed that we were all thinking the same cynical thoughts about religion. But then I go, no, actually, like, people fervently believe. And I just, I struggle to wrap my head around that because I just don't, ha I don't understand how to believe in something like that. But you know, it's interesting. I think that in, like in Ireland, almost because we were brought up kind of not forced, but like, you know, kind of coddled into going to mass and like doing all these things. I wonder if more of us kind of rebelled, whereas if we'd been brought up more with a choice, would we have turned to religion? I don't think, but I mean, I think you're mistaking America. Like the individuals that we're talking about grew up in the oh, churches yeah, grew up that in they're the church, still in. Going to the church. Yeah, that they're still in. Yeah. They just grew up with a different relationship where it was much more a community. Yeah. You know, whereas, I mean, we have our communities and the church was definitely the center of it, but the church didn't, the church had a grip on everything, but the church didn't provide childcare. Like the church didn't look after you in quite the same way that the church here does, you know, yeah. or doesn't, and it didn't manage to bring that into this era. Like it didn't manage to continue that because there was such a backlash yeah. against yeah. the church that hasn't, even though, they're aware of it in America. It hasn't happened here. And even no. though that movie Spotlight was like in Boston and all the same abuses have happened in America. And there are definitely pockets of resistance against the church. And there are, you know, the survivors groups who have been like people who've been abused by priests, etc. Advocating for restitution and acknowledgement. But it's it hasn't affected the, the broader populace. But there's also more choice here in terms of Christianity. Like if you decide that you don't believe in the Catholic Church in Ireland, but you still want to go to mass, like there's not really a choice. Whereas here, there's so many different that I didn't realize so many different Christian churches. Like the, there's also one that I didn't really understand called non-denominational that basically means all denominations. Yeah, well, that's actually true. Because we sent Nash to a non-denominational school thinking it meant the same thing as in Ireland as in non-religious. Yeah. It doesn't. It means we'll teach you about every religion. Yes. Yeah. So because when he came home the first week singing 
thank you God in French we were like something's up <laughs> thank you God in French yeah. absolute snobs merci Dieu merci Dieu but I also think Rosemary like the thing is you're saying there are other choices but they're all equally corrupt or equally uncorrupt if you want to look at it that way because all these scandals in America haven't happened just in the Catholic Church. They've happened in the Mormon Church. They've happened in all the different churches. Well, I suppose I'm thinking about the church like Greenleaf that's like run by a family who just want to worship God. And the corruption is that like that family then gets incredibly yeah. wealthy. Yeah. And then does, makes choices that are not in, for the betterment of the the church goers. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it, you know, Don and I were talking about this the other day that like it's not it's not religion per se that is corrupt. It is the fact that religion becomes an institution that allows for the accumulation of wealth and power and power, with wealth yeah. and power comes corruption because yeah. the people who are attracted to that are unfortunately much more willing to do whatever it takes to get to the top than the really good people who look around and say things like, well, we're all, we're all on an equal playing field here and we're all going to be like, I wouldn't sacrifice, compromise my values to, to do what it takes to get there. But like yeah. you're competing against, you know, the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who crave power and wealth. My my two children, despite all of our best efforts, are dying to be religious. So maybe it's maybe it's power hunger. But basically this week I was trying to explain to them the concept of Lent. I was like, I don't even know how it came up. I was talking about, you know, Lent and how we all gave up chocolate. I think I was talking about Pancake Tuesday and then I was talking about Lent and how, you know, like you're encouraged to give things up. And they were saying, what's Lent? And I said, well, Jesus went into the desert and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and then he was, he was killed on... Was he killed on Good Friday and came back to life on Easter Sunday? God, I'd learned this a lot of times and I still can't remember it. And uh, they started going, how was he killed? Like, what happened? And I was like, well. And you know, when you get into these answers and you're like, the children really want to know details about this. They don't. Like, they well, don't. I mean, they do and they're fine. We knew all about it. No, no, seven. no. What I mean is they lose interest within about oh. two seconds. The only, oh, the only part they cared about was when I got to, and then he was nailed to the cross, right? So I'm talking about like he was forced to carry the cross through the town and blah, blah, blah. And then he was nailed to the cross. Nailed. What do you mean he was nailed to the cross? And I was like, he was nailed. Nailed. And I was like, yeah, through his hands and his feet. Was he dead? And I was like, no, no, he was nailed to the cross and he was left there to die. How long did it take him to die? I was like, I don't know. Did he bleed to death? It's like, I'd say so. Where were the nails? (laughs) I always felt really, really sorry for the other two robbers up there. Oh, yeah, they didn't get a look in. They did. I mean, I always felt like they... It's a good question. How long did it take him to die? I'm not sure because I always wondered about that myself because when Jesus was put up on the cross on the hill the other two were already hammered into place and were just there like miserable beside him well we don't really know the accuracy of this to be fair because they all looked very white which wouldn't have been historically accurate in all the depictions I've seen well I mean they had no blood left in them they might have been very pale (laughs) right drained of devoid of colour isn't that like what happens when you get when your blood all leaks out of your body Uh, no doctors are to or to lean in with commentary no doctors allowed in the comments (laughs) All I can do is sing. We don't talk about Bruno and oh add different God. sentences to it. I always try to answer their questions, right, honestly, about most things, except for this week when William said, what's a dildo? We were like, ask your mom. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How did that come up in conversation, if you pardon the pun? He's, he said one of the kids in class was talking about a dildo. And I was like, well, I said to Brandon, I was like, you might, like, you might want to talk to the teacher about that. Just to go, just so you're aware, this is what's being talked about. Like, I don't know. And I mean, like the mind boggles. But he really wanted to know what a dildo was. I mean, if you're a teacher, are you going to want... I mean, the teacher... Okay, here are the two scenarios. First of all, the teacher has to address the class. The teacher's not going to do that. Then the teacher has to go and address the parent. Your child is talking about a dildo. Is the teacher going to do that? I don't know. I'll ask my teacher friends. Okay. I'll actually text my teacher friend right now and ask her. Yeah. 
I love the way that went from teacher friends to teacher friend. Mom, singular. My one teacher friend. Let's ask mom. She was a teacher. I'll ask mom. Ask her to voice note you back. Okay. Well, I said, please voice note me back and tell me whether or not you would speak to a child's parents if a child okay. spoke about Hold a dildo on. in class. Can okay, you just copy and paste that to mom? Yes. Because that's much quicker. Good I point. Don't... I also have mom's number. Forgot about that. Yeah, I only got into WhatsApp by the time you'd written that entire thing. <laughs> mom would be like, I don't know how to voice note. I don't know what a dildo is. What? Can you imagine saying that to your mother? That's exactly what we're just going to write back now. <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say was, like, I'm I'm happy to answer almost all questions. But around the topic of religion, you've heard them. You've heard them talking about how, like, you burn in hell and this and that. And they literally, like, they don't go, well, they must go to religious school. I would say your children have a very medieval notion of religion. Oh, they do. Yeah. You know, it's very, like, around... First Testament. Yeah, well, it's also very much about like the fiery pits of hell. Yeah, and there's not a lot of like Old loving Testament, one another. First Testament. I know. What I was, is wrong I with me? To correct, I feel like all I do is correct you. <laughs> it is all you do. That is good. I'm glad you know. Uh, yeah, the fiery pits of hell, like sparks raining down on you, like devils coming to an eye their, for an eye. Yeah, all that kind yeah. of crap. Yeah. Whereas I think I was thinking I should get my family Bible, which I really enjoyed reading. Genuinely read it so much. I should get it and bring it there was there is a, there was something to be said all the same for that it was actually a very good book there was something to be said for that idea of like old denominational education because yeah, I mean yeah. I do think that my kids are very lacking in awareness and, and like, like understanding fact, yeah. yeah and the fact that like you said there are so many religions here and I feel like I mean I'm lacking in awareness I only have an understanding of Catholicism yeah. you know in a very broad thin like shallow understanding I think we should go to the chapel I really want to go to the chapel there's a mega church right around the corner from us called the chapel it's huge Uh the only problem is mass on Sundays is something like 6.30am not quite but it's very early AM? not 6.30am but it's at at like 8am it's very early I want a nice noon mass we could happily do 8am oh it's too early but apparently they have they have choirs and everything we see you don't work anymore so you're not used to getting up like excuse me excuse me I get up when my baby gets up which the other day was 9.50 a.m. Can you believe it? Such a boaster. I know. We did lay there and we cuddled all morning. It was so nice. But that was right after the clocks went forward and he hasn't, hasn't repeated it since. <laughs> it's been like 6.30 and 7 a.m. The Cardinals are really angry looking. There's another one. He's he's not bald now, but he still looks angry. Oh, they're very attractive birds. Oh, yeah. They're beautiful, but angry looking. The poor women birds. The poor poor girl birds are, are not a brown. patch on them. Look at the one on the ground over there. You didn't even notice her. Can't see her. She's right there at the bottom she, of the tree. She's blending in with the mulch. Yeah, exactly. Oh, pathetic. I know. Women get such a such a bad lot. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. What do you remember about Easter? Like, we used to go to Mass for Easter, didn't we? Yes, of course. With we went Mom. To Mass for Easter. But I, anyway, this whole topic came up because I was talking to somebody this week about Easter eggs, right? And oh, what are you giving up for Lent, etc. I've been et trying to explain Easter eggs to a lot of Americans as well. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. It's There's an egg. What's, what's the chicken got to do with Easter anyway? The hen? Is it about like rebirth? That's what I'm going to say from now on. You, you give birth. There's an egg. No, sure. It's about the Easter bunny leaves the eggs. What? This doesn't make any sense now. No, I know it doesn't make any sense. But they have <laughs> eggs here. But they, yeah, but here but they, they do have, little eggs. But they also do the little marshmallow chicks. The little mallow puff chicks oh, yeah, that but they like, all love. Yeah, that yeah, are absolutely revolting. Do you remember mum used to make the simnel cake with the marzipan on top she, and we used to decorate it with the little chicks? She made that once. Well, I remember she her making it, it every year. She hates Good old Claire McCabe. She hates marzipan. She does hate almond. Oh. Claire McCabe. Why voice note? I'm on the train on way to Brighton. No school today, so what's the rush? What? Where's the answer, Mom? <sighs> say this. Say this. Parent is is uh, is waiting, dildo in hand, for your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless poor Mom. Oh, no school today. You know. You know. It takes no her today. It's Saturday. Does she know that? How can she put double spaces in her? text messages like double spacing on an iPhone just puts in a full stop it must take her ages to go back and erase it and put in the double space she's got a very old phone I think no she doesn't actually no, anyway she's, she's a relatively new iPhone so anyway so I was talking about chocolate eggs and somebody said you know what it's not all about the chocolate it's about Jesus you tell me this and that's that's not exactly what they said they said something like I don't waste I don't waste money buying like cheap oh, chocolate correct. eggs for my kids correct. it's about teaching them about Jesus you know, correct. bog off you sanctimonious I said thank you that is so great to hear thank you and I you said, immediately you went for... home ate all your kids eggs oh I my god I said thank you for correcting me for putting me right for readjusting my priorities that's what I said that reminds me Beatrice I had a I had a roommate at one stage I'll leave it at that so that it's not too identifying rhyme with shmeam no 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 I had a roommate at one stage of my life who used to eat my food, right? And Rhyme with Claire? No, Beatrice. <laughs> Although Claire did eat my food, but she was allowed. Claire, not to be confused with Blair. Is that a female cardinal? Over there on the... Oh my God. Over there. Sludge. The Sludge. They're actually beautiful coloured. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're kind not. of vom coloured, aren't they? But they're beautiful. They are, they are beautiful. Little orange beaks are nice. Oh, poor her. Look at her. She's no, raging. You know I think that the female birds have a great time. Like literally they do. Oh, because they, the the they get the dance. They get danced at and everything. Yeah, it's them. <laughs> 
you're to do. Just, that bird dance was great. Yeah, the the males have to impress them. Whereas here, I feel like we were we were brought up societally to Beatrice. impress the men. I the men should be doing all my more. time fluffing my feathers and doing, doing choreographed dances to Christina Aguilera's fe- dirty. Putting on those feather extensions. I think that like, <laughs> I think that actually, actually, she, that was in that great book that I read about the one that I, Audrey Shulman. Theory of Bastards. Theory of Bastards. So that was what was amazing. So the character in that actually came to, she found fame through some of her experiments that she did that were around mating habits between species. And one of the things she did was she put a top hat, she glued a top hat on a bird and gave him feather extensions and proved that this did make him more attractive to the other birds. It was amazing. It was amazing. on a bird. Anyway, what I was going to say was I did have a housemate, not player, who used to eat my food and would say things like, oh, like you shouldn't have bought those Frosties. I just ate the whole box. And would literally eat an entire box of cereal that I'd just bought and then be like, I'll replace that for you. And I'd be like, now? Because now is when I want it. You know what I mean? I want my cereal now. It was very annoying. But basically, and, w- and would they replace it? I think so. But basically the problem was this housemate, I think, was on a very, very restrictive diet. And so wouldn't buy anything that she considered nice for was herself. Was this me? No. Okay, good. And then every time I bought food that she could, that like she thought was nice... She would eat the whole thing and like eat like the whole box of cereal, or the whole packet of biscuits or the whole whatever, the whole packet of Jaffa cake. Jaffa, I'd love a Jaffa cake. Anyway, and then at Easter, I remember I had babysat for one of the neighbours, like I had a kind of a last minute thing when they were like, oh, I have to go to a hospital appointment with my other kid. Can you come in? I was like, yeah, sure. And she had bought me an Easter egg. And it was one of those not nice, like it was one of the ones that was in the shape of a duck or something, right? That was nice. So nice of her. 24 hours later, not even 12 hours later, I come home from, from uh, where I was, college come home from from college my housemate's like oh I've got some really bad news about your egg I was like what she's like it fell out of the fridge and broke into a million pieces I had to throw it out what fell out of the fridge popped out of the box is this true <laughs> of course she ate it oh no oh the story is true <laughs> you are so ridiculously like, literal do you know that so gullible <laughs> you are such an idiot it's like I should come over eat all your ice cream and be like it fell out of the yeah, you did do that. You know, but I should lie. Freeze when I throw it out. I got that too. Oh my God, I can't even cope with you. <laughs> so she gave you a gift and then she ate it. No, no, the, thing no, no, no. the neighbour gave it to me for minding her baby. Oh, I thought your flatmate gave it to you. No, no, no. Oh, I missed that no, part. No, no, the neighbour gave it to me for minding her baby. And then I came home then, like later on that day or the next day or whatever. Oh my God. And the housemate was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I fell out of the fridge, broke a million pieces, I had to put in the bin. In the bin in her face, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> You know, when I lived in Italy at one point, I don't know why. I mean, I feel like I don't know why. Mm. I, I feel like I was, you know, a pretty refined individual. At one point, I was on my way to dinner with a gang of friends. And one of them says, Australian guys, guy, hence the accent that's about to be forthcoming. And he goes, what is it about you? Because you eat everything. Trash can, McCabe. You? Yeah. I was like, trash Lucky can. he never met me. But I then went, I went, <laughs> <laughs> to be to prove myself a good sport to a man. Really what I wanted to do was be like, how dare you and stomp off home. But dinner was at the other end of this journey. So oh, that's that is the kind of thing that you sh- like you should be able to go. You're so fucking rude. Well, I mean, everybody laughed. It was quite entertaining. But nonetheless, like you should have said to him, I would never eat gravy cooked by someone else. And I would never eat a sausage in someone else's house. A hundred percent. And you know what I watched this week? Good Girls season four. And your favourite character. The little sister? Yeah. What's her name? May? No, I don't know. May is her real name, right? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, she said 
because when you just mentioned a Jaffa cake, there, I was like, why is ja- why are Jaffa cakes so delicious? Why is Terry's chocolate orange so delicious? Mm. Why is orange and chocolate such a great combination? When, as May in Good Girls said, what fresh hell is this where somebody would ever gift me fruit covered with chocolates? And I was like, I hear you. She's my spirit animal. If anybody ever gives you fruit covered in chocolate, A, you'll know they don't listen to the podcast. Or like me. B, give it to me. Yeah, or like me. Well, some people, I like fruit covered in like fruit chocolate dipped strawberries. Absolutely revolting. There isn't, I mean, it, even the minute you say it, it's like the hard crunch of the chocolate and the gross interior sludge. No, you have them at room temperature. of the at room temperature. So the chocolate is worse, like worse. silky, soft, disgusting, disgusting. Delicious. There are two conflicting textures that should never go together. Nay, never. Anyway, so don't give me any chocolate covered strawberries for Easter thanks. But have you given anything up for Lent this year? No, I've I've given up deprivation. Oh, in twenty twenty two, I've given up alcohol. Have you? No. Oh, like I, I no. I'm very I, gullible. It seems. I tried to. I tried to in my mind one night in bed convince myself to, and I haven't managed to. But in my defence, it's been a very stressful couple of weeks. I was going to say. Years. I was going to say I've given up McDonald's because I was like, when was the last time oh. I had a McDonald's? And I remembered it was yesterday. So no, I haven't. Well, the same dog who ate the butter ate poor Foxy's McDonald's. On Wednesday, Fox went into the bathroom to use the bathroom like the best boy. The best boy. Came back and Daisy had he jumped left up it on, on the, the table. table. Yeah, J- Daisy had jumped oh. up and eaten his entire McDonald's that Don got him as a treat for lunch. And, I mean, what kind of motivation stick is that as well for my child who I'm trying to potty train? That like, now you're learning yeah. if you go to the bathroom, your lunch will be gone. Yeah, whereas if you shit your pants, you get your tri- your chips. That was that was vulgar. <laughs> that was vulgar. You get your chips. Oh did Don DoorDash him another McDonald's? I frequently DoorDash McDonald's and it, it arrives perfect. Still of course hot. Of he didn't. Rosemary. If we're Foxy a different was in my house, I would have DoorDashed him. I'm, I'm glad you're finally acknowledging that. Yeah, I'm a Xennial and you're a millennial. Am I? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. A Xennial. Yeah. I'm on the cusp of Gen X and millennials. As in, what it actually means is I was born into the Gen X generation, but I identify with millennials because I'm oh. not, I'm not within the band of Gen Xers. I'm so far on the, on the edge that like, I don't have that. I don't have the cultural touchstones. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That a Gen X does. Like all the things that they relate to is not what I relate to and their priorities are not my priorities. I'm much closer to prioritizing and relating to me. Millennials. Yeah. I did also try and explain Easter eggs to several people this week. And I was talking about what we get for... Oh, yeah, because... No, I was talking about... I saw on Instagram this girl I follow who lives in Fort Wayne. Her name is Adriana Sink, S-I-N-K-E. And I love following her. She has, like, just, like, really nice taste in interiors. And she does really nice creative things for her kids. Like, she made an advent calendar for them for Christmas. And, like, on different days, she'd be like, we're going to go to do... You know, we're like, we're going to go and buy our Christmas presents today. And, like, today we're going to, you know, paint these things. Or today we're going to... Beautiful. I, I would never. That's nice. Actually, it's nice that, like, some it's of so these nice. advent things are activities versus loads of hers loads stuff. of hers were activities and like like she had got things she has things that she reuses from year to year so like there'll be a paintbrush in one of the little pockets and the paintbrush signifies today we're going to paint kind of thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it's very cute but she was talking about how she started doing her Easter baskets and I was thinking about Easter these. baskets yeah they all do and the Easter yeah, egg hunt the Easter egg hunt Beatrice. did I ever tell you about the time we did an Easter egg hunt last year Oh, and we was I here? I think there was a lot of crying. Maybe it was the year before. <laughs> There's always a lot of crying. But we only had like we got we got Easter stuff. We we had like eight whatever. How how many kids do I have? Four. We had like eight <laughs> Easter eggs, right? 
But like two each? No, no, a big one each and then a small little okay. toy one. It was more so we had stuff to hide around the garden and we hid them and then we did notes. I was exhausted by the Oh, end. I remember I the notes. I was so confused by how to plan an Easter egg hunt backwards. I was there. I was there. It was, ve- it was very difficult. What, what it was we so did, hard because I was like, I was like, the next one will be underneath a bushy tree or whatever. I and know. Then I yeah. would, and then I'd be like, okay, well, if I put that there, how do I plan How backwards? do I lead people from there? Yeah, I know. So confused I know. by the end of it. Well, basically what Brandon did last year, the year before in our old house, which, as you know, there was a very small garden, right? So we got these little, we still have them hidden, hidden in our wardrobe because so help me, our seven and nine year old believe they belong to the Easter Bunny. The Easter Bunny brought them and the Easter Bunny takes them away. I'm still confused by this bunny having eggs. Get over it. That's not the point. The point is these little plastic eggs and you fill them full of like candy and stuff. And And then then you hide the and then you hide the eggs all over the garden. But there were no hints. Unsustainable apart from anything else. Like these plastic things and what you do with them for the rest of the year, they're so annoying. Put them in our wardrobe. I know it's for the next year. Very annoying. annoying. Well, at least thanks to me, we're we're reusing them because I think if it was up to Brandon, they'd be in the bin and they'd be buying new ones. Yeah, that's the part. I think that's I think that's what a lot of people do, and it's very unsustainable. So these got hidden around the garden, Beatrice, and you should have seen like the six square feet of garden. Could they find these eggs? <laughs> no, they couldn't. And I eventually had to go, getting warmer, getting... And there'd be one like right next to their foot. I can't find any. Oh Where God. are those? It sounds like Bo. It was such a head wrecker. Like, and then after they found the eggs, they get their Easter basket that, that gets left by the Easter bunny that has yeah. like a book in it. Oh, the Easter bunny. The Easter basket's ridiculous. So much candy that we still have. Well, we still would have if I hadn't eventually thrown loads of it out. Into, your, Such a waste. into the bin in your face? No, no. Into the actual bin because I don't like a lot of American candy. Oh, oh. Otherwise, I would have put it in the bin in my face. But no, like a lot of it went in the actual bin. It was such a waste. And then this year, but actually Adriana or Adriana, or I think it's Adriana, she does for Easter basket like similar like a lot of crafty things and I was like maybe I should take some hints from her and try to put in now I don't want to do any of these crafts well this is what I was about to say like I was just about to say now they need to be crafts they can do on their own oh you know what I mean so like here's a like painted yourself egg or whatever I hope mom is listening and judging you because last year I did papier mache with the kids outside so we bought wallpaper paste and I was getting ready to do like we blew up balloons and we were making our own eggs made the fatal error of leaving the stuff outside to dry on a beautiful summer Daisy yesterday. No, and then overnight it lashed rain. <gasps> so it came out oh. to just a ton of newspaper pulp. Oh no, so not what you want in your garden. Tons of tears as well, mainly mine, but oh, also Bo's. Do you remember we used to, did we used to blow the inside out of the eggs and paint the eggs I sometimes? did that last year with them as well. And I'm telling you, they were all absolute, it's a lot harder than you remember. You have to make a hole big enough at the other end. My cheeks were wrecked <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> oh my God, what? I wouldn't give to see a video of you blowing these eggs. Why? Because it just, I'm imagining you like a little chipmunk going. I was. It was, my cheeks were absolutely wrecked. I only got about four in. And then, of course, by the time I'd done the fourth one, where were the kids? Gone. Nowhere to be seen. I'd say Gone. by the time you'd done the second one, where were yeah. the kids? Skedaddled. Can I have it? Can I? Bye. They have no patience. Yesterday, what did, William demanded to watch something on the TV. And then is like, can I throw this ball down the stairs? Can I do this? Can I do that? And then eventually I was like, hey, William, thinking this would like shut him up. I went, if you're not watching this, can I watch something else? And he goes, sure. And runs off up the stairs. I was like, oh, for God's sake, I just want you to come and sit in the couch and shut up and watch TV. None of this running around, exercising, playing, being creative. Sit down. Oh, I did say watch that. The I, did, I did find myself the other day going, sit down and eat your crisps. <laughs> 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 I was like, there's something wrong with this picture. Anyway, let's go. Let's flash back in time, Rosemary, to our own childhoods. What is your recollection of Easter Sunday? So I remember there was one Easter egg hunt once in the house. And I was remember. There? Yeah. And I remember the egg was in the piano stool. 
And I'm 99% sure now that I think about it that you had done the hints because they were very creative. I remember oh. even thinking at the time, I was like, wow. Do you know what? I, this actually doesn't sound like something mom and dad. I'm like, why did oh, yeah. you, this happen for you? This sounds like no. me being like, oh, my poor sister lives here by herself, has no friends, needs somebody okay. to entertain her. Okay. So anyway, I remember an Easter egg hunt once. I remember going to mass on Easter Sunday. I remember getting a new outfit. Really? Sometimes. I think there was a new Easter egg. Really? Outfit. Oh, maybe you could be right. Outfit. You could be right. This sounds very, yeah, that sounds very momish. And then probably something from, what are they called? Oshkosh. Bagosh. No, it was from Dunn's. So I remember going to Dunn's one time with my friend's mom and my friend and her little sister. And mom was like, I saw the perfect dress in Dunn's. Here's like 30 pounds or whatever. You can get it for yourself for Easter Sunday. It's pink and it has this and it has this. And I went in, I think I was about 12, went in and there was this little frou-frou dress. And because I was into the Spice Girls, I was like, I'm not wearing that. And I ended up Could using her money. Spice. No, 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 it wasn't. It was like Baby Spice's little sister as a bridesmaid. Oh, it was terrible. Poor, poor mom. It was, I mean, it was very cute in hindsight, right? It was a really cute little like girl's dress. And I ended up buying the most hideous like spaghetti strap, brown and black check, you know, like very 90s. Oh, I remember this dress. Like shift, like not yeah. shift, basically a slip dress. It was like yeah. straight up and down yeah. spaghetti strap. I'm wearing that over a t-shirt instead. So I thought it was dead yeah, cool. Yeah, you were. Courtney Love had nothing on you. That's exactly what I thought I, I know, was. I know. A little so choker. Grunge. Oh yeah, you did love those chokers. I know. The, the, they were very sore actually. Remember the kind of elastic ones that looked like tattoos? But they'd like grab onto your little hairs. Oh my God. I don't have a particularly hairy neck, just to be clear. <laughs> but I have to say, I have such you're a short neck. Chokers were never for me. They're definitely conjuring up visions of a rather chunky, hairy neck. But that's very fine. short, not hairy. It doesn't look that hairy, I have to say, from here. It's not. It's just so my chin. anyway, I don't know that we've managed to talk a lot about religion. We did at the beginning. But what are your recollections? So you don't remember doing that Easter Went for to me. mass. It was usually quite cloudy. Um, mm. Had a delicious roast dinner. Envied oh, yeah. all of my lamb. friends. Ugh. We was frequently it? had lamb on oh, Easter. Oh, you're right. You're right. We'd single cake that one time. I, yeah, I don't think I ever had. I hate, what did you I envy your friends fun. for? Envied my friends who all got, like, I remember there were pictures that they would bring into school of, like, the the Easter eggs that they got from their families stacked up against oh, multiple the eggs. Yeah. yeah. And I'd be like there with, now, listen, did I need another egg? I didn't. Well, how I many probably, eggs did you get? I don't know. I probably got two or three. Did yeah. I need any more eggs? I did not. Did I believe myself to be in need of more eggs? I did at the time. Yeah. Chocolate eggs, to clarify. I remember being desperately envious. So that was the problem. And I also remember finding Lent so long and hard uh -huh. to give anything. Uh -huh. like this idea that I was giving up sweet. And, like, and that was the other ridiculous thing. You'd be saving up these sweets that you got during Lent. Like, I know, to gorge on them on like, Easter Sunday. But also, I, I feel like any piece of, any penny of money at all that I ever yeah. had was spent on sweets to put in the sweet jar so that on Easter Sunday I could then on Easter Sunday stuff my like face. the day of the year when you get given sweets you could also eat all these sweets that you'd yeah. stash like a squirrel yeah. in your cheeks yes. and like people at school used to talk about how many sweets do you have in your stash I yeah. have this and I have yeah. this and I have like three Twixes and I have this and I have this but on Easter Sunday I used to love one Cadbury's egg and one Terry's chocolate orange egg oh Terry's chocolate orange egg the best yeah. the absolute best so Delicious. nice and like the actual but, but they're hard but to the, find now, but the but actual sorry. big hollow egg made of terry chocolate sorry, orange. flake egg. Flake. Delicious. Oh. Delicious. Only the crumbliest flake is chocolate. I sound like mom. Oh, you just transported me right out there with that gorgeous that singing. That was terrible. So lovely. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I have received a voice note from my friend. Oh. So my friend has sent me a voice note that unfortunately we can't play. Because it's quite serious. But she did point out that if somebody in her class brought up the word dildo, it could be a child protection issue, which is kind of what I was trying to get at when I was saying we should tell the teacher. 
just to be aware, you know what I mean? That well, this I have is something... to tell you, my mind did not go there at all. So, yes, very, very good point. Yeah. So thank you to my anonymous friend whose voice note we shall not be playing. Who's a very responsible teacher and who's who I would happily, if if your anonymous friend would ever like to come over and mind my children, I would happily entrust them into her care. So would I, actually. Oh, thank God, you, I'd love friend. if my anonymous friend would come over and mind all of our children for a weekend. A week? A month. She's this obviously was... very responsible. She can She's them. a teacher. She, she could come them. over for two and a half months of the summer. <laughs> She could come over for the full year. She, she couldn't stay in the Airbnb. She could have come over for, while we were doing this stupid home teaching. Oh, no, she couldn't. She was teaching. Yeah, but she could have been teaching here is my point. Oh, good point. Good point, Beatrice. Well, no, she couldn't according to, to uh, immigration. We'll plan ahead next time. Thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister. And please let us know your Easter traditions and what you would do if your child asked you what a dildo was. Oh. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Who's there? Who's there? Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. (laughs) It's a big house, Laura. Mum? Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. Oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! Help! Crimereads.com said Petrified is extremely well written, expertly produced, and brilliantly acted. Please. Don't make any noise. Please. Petrified. Series 2 begins March 30th wherever you get your podcasts. You're not afraid out here, are you? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.